Blog Talk Radio. objector and a lyricist for people beyond this is a homegrown show with a homegrown perspective where we chant down babylon to the fullest and uh i'm going to take you in today to the perspective of loomis and the perspective of the this journey and just the way uh this show is going to go what to expect from it and everything that comes out of it um it's all kind of sort of on the top of the brain here sort of just uh Put together, but today I'm going to go over my story uh, and just kind of give you. Uh, this will probably be the only show that'll be just about me. Uh, I like to get lots of guests on and appear here, but yeah, chant it down. Um, you know, maybe uh, some of you may not be familiar with the term chant it down. I assume most people would be if you've listened to any Bob Marley. I'm sure you've heard chant down Babylon, and you know what we mean by Babylon is the system. Um, you know we. We, me and my friends, have adopted the phrase, just kind of just a good way of, of saying uh, break down the system, uh, the system, not just capitalism. I'm talking about all systems, um, and that's why we say chant it down. We chant it down to the fullest degree. We we take things and break it down, show it the world for what it really is. And I, I hope you'll uh, enjoy this ride with us. This this show, we're going to cut off all the system tentacles attached. We're going to strip it down to what it needs to be, take the critique to the level that it needs to go. And that's what I like to do is um, really look at the world. And, and uh, we're willing to go look at the truth. And that's what I am. I'm a, at heart a truth speaker. And we look at what's really going on on planet Earth, looking at our position as captive humans in civilization. So that, that's the, the important thing here is uh, we're just going to try to do that. And this, this show is going to offer a platform for the frustrated and the consciously aware people. Um, you know, I want to share tips on activism, but mainly solutions. I want to get into a lot of the solutions. I'm not trying to give people just some problems here, but I'm trying to take a big look at what's going on. And, uh, of course, uh, we'll get into maybe even in this episode I'll, I'll show you a little bit of lyricism. But, yeah, let me just get into who I am and uh, what that's all about. Um, the information that I'm going to discuss and what I'm all about is not something that um, I went looking for. It all came to me. It all, it all just came to me in a synchronistic way, and therefore I feel like sharing it 
with the world because um, it came to me. And I, if, if it didn't come to me, I probably wouldn't be on this radio show. But uh, my story starts like everybody's story. We are born into the world. We are born into a type of living where we are separated at an early age from, from our parents, and we are taken into the school system. And um, I always thought school was kind of like a big prison. I thought uh, as I would stare out the windows, um, instead of listening to the teacher, I, I was a stare out the window kind of guy. And I just looked out the window, and I would see a big cyclone fence around a place that I couldn't leave. And what really was the difference between school and a prison? And that was something that really um, hit me early. And I remember telling other kids on the playground, mm, you know, I think kids agreed then. And kids are a lot more pliable and open-minded than the people of today, in fact, even. But, you know, life goes on, and uh, I met my clique of friends in middle school. And uh, we weren't the best kids. No, definitely not at all, actually. We were pretty naughty, pretty pretty rebellious bunch of kids getting kicked out of class, speaking out in class, because we hated it. But we didn't know what we hated, and we really didn't know what we were rebelling against. But um, we even physically dismantled the school once. I remember a lot of us got together. We got screwdrivers, went to school, took the the, the fixtures off all the lights, would punch holes in the walls, take drinking fountains out of the wall, you know, caused lots of trouble. Why? Why are we doing all that? It, and that was a, a question that didn't even know to ask then. But at that time, we were rebelling against the system, but we didn't know what we were rebelling against. And uh, we had to either conform or drop out. So some of my friends did indeed drop out once we get onto high school, and the rest of us stayed, including myself. And um, we, we uh, of course, uh, kind of just formed our own clique. Um, we we were outsiders because we weren't like jocks and we weren't um, nerds and we weren't any of these preppies, anybody getting ready for college. We were just us. And, uh, you know, people maybe label as they will, but we were just um, a clique of outsiders. And how we expressed ourselves is we, we were rhymers. We're rhymers, uh, freestylers. We started out, you know, listening as listeners to hip-hop music. Hip-hop, a uh, big part of my early existence and, and just as a listener. And eventually we decided to do it ourselves. We'd pick up on rhyming and, and uh, just sort of expressing ourselves and how we thought. That was the way we, we learned music. And that is content, the, the genre of music that I continue to use, although an abstraction of it as I've been able to kind of evolve with it and, and be a unique rhymer, and uh, um, I'll share that with you definitely on this show, because that is one of the ways I express myself, but anyway, you know, later graduated high school, somehow graduated, that was pretty amazing of Loomis to actually graduate high school, but did it, graduated, um, ready to be done with the indoctrination prison, and was excited to just be in the world. There was a big excitement about, you know, going out in the world. Maybe there was something better than school, you know. And I, I knew already that the world was cold, cops were corrupt, and all that kind of thing, but didn't really understand what was about to happen to me. And what happened isn't anything big, but I was just super disappointed. Um, I was super disappointed on how people lived. 
And it was just a feeling that something was not right. Now through even high school, uh, experimented with all the the different um, substances, um, psychedelics to be more specific, which I, I call ancient medicine um, and going on medicine journeys. And that at an early enough age maybe um, also sort of took me out the matrix a bit. I'm not really sure. But at uh, after high school, I would go on you know medicine journeys with my friends, and we went night exploring. You know, while everybody's home from work, we observe the world and how everybody, pretty much all they do is just work. Walk by all the houses, and you see that blue glow from the TV screen, everybody just looking at that, getting ready for tomorrow, same old thing. That, to me, was super disappointed. And, and in fact, um, I pretty much... Uh, still focus on that today and it's it's an, one of those important things in life that people have been so de- desensitized to they forgot actually you know where where we came from and, and who we really are as humans so um i think what happened to me is i realized that this is all we do and not you know not many individuals are 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 able to travel outside of this kind of living Work, work home, work home, work school, whatever, and uh, it, it's. Uh, I encourage it, it, and it's important. So, you know, back to my story. Uh, just being work slaves, I didn't. I didn't think enough people spend enough time and emphasis on just thinking about how they're stuck to that, because if you you pretty much have to pay to exist in this world, you do, and to me that was just a really big deal. Um, so. Uh, I would I would make songs about it. That's that was one of the things, and I think even my own friends got tired of me making songs about going to work. But I just felt like this this was something that we needed to rebel against, and it really hit me hard. And uh, in my own way, I tried to break free. You know, I knew that deep within me, music was one of the the things ambitions I had in my life. And in my own way, I tried to break free. I decided I just wanted to do music for a living. So I quit my job. Some it was a lame, going nowhere job anyway, and uh, lived off visas, and just kept going, and just wanted to keep going and not look back. That's what I did. I I just felt like this was an important time in my life that I would just do it. And I don't encourage this at all. This is a very stupid way to go about things. Because yes, I paid for that later for sure, but. Um, the thing was, as I wasn't afraid, and just the feeling that I wasn't afraid to do that did give me some liberation. And I'm, I'm sure that some people who who have um, actually gone through what I'm talking about know exactly what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, you know, not once in a lot of people's lives have they had a chance to stop and and think in a space without without having to focus on work and school. You know, gaps in unemployment may have saved certain individuals, but it depends on what they did with their time. And for me, I decided to focus on something positive and constructive and creative. Creativity is something that they they do not promote in this world whatsoever. So it it just was this period of time in my life where I um, was not afraid to break loose, and it, it really helped me. And so, yes, of course, later paid for it, but... Um, living with my my friends who all had jobs, and I was just sort of you know living off these visas. Uh, my roommate came home one day, and he 
um, was doing outdoor painting houses, and you know, he he brought me outside. He goes, "Hey, come look. There's spray in the sky." And I was like, "What? What do you mean you're spraying the sky?" This was in 1999. So, yeah, I went out there, and he points up in the sky, and I see this jet trail falling from the sky a bit. And immediately, I, I, I just all of a sudden it clicked, like, "Whoa, that is not a normal jet trail." And uh, of course, what I'm talking about, chemtrails. Talking about aerosol spraying, and yes, um, at the time. The reason they were doing it, I was told by rumors that my friend had heard, is that they were dumping some kind of anthrax vaccine on us because this was the turning of Y2K and, uh, you know, the new millennium. And at the time, it sounded like, yeah, it's possible. You know, I thought something big may happen that following year. You know, it, it, as soon as uh, December 31st, 1999, left i figured something maybe was happening and they were preparing it for us but still didn't really know much about that and uh just didn't really do a lot of research but i definitely you know look up in the sky and just be like wow i can't believe nobody else sees this unbelievable and i'll get more into that in just a little bit because that has a huge uh uh chunk of my life that i've focused on later on down the road but yes um you know i i uh had to go back into the world again and and get a job, but I went nomadic still a little bit longer, even lived at beach parks to avoid the rent trap, you know, I stayed on my friend's couch for a while, this was a little bit later, he lived with his girlfriend, and uh, they had this uh, bedroom that I couldn't afford, because it was just a little bit too high, Hawaii here has some very high rent, if you didn't know, and yes, that's where I'm coming from, the Hawaiian Islands, and, uh, yeah, so I decided to stay on the couch, and several roommates lived in this room, uh, kind of a revolving door, um, about the third roommate in, like, probably, uh, his name was Sherman, and this guy was older, you know, we were just kind of kids, and he was about 45, he uh, came to live because he was building his house uh, for his family on the islands, and he uh, wanted a place to stay while building it, and and he was from Montana, and so uh, he stayed about probably a month and a half, it seemed like. Well, you know, one one day when my roommate and his girlfriend are gone, he sits down on the couch, just kind of starting to get to know me, a little bit of chatter, and then he breaks it to me, his story. He told me that he was high up in the USDA, uh, really high up, and uh he sat down and broke down the world to me that night. Um, you know, he went through all sorts of the different aspects of our society. Uh, he went into how the Federal Reserve was taken, um, was made up as an illegal maneuver. You know, he told me all of that story, and you know, that was pretty interesting. And how we're slaves, you know, debt slaves, and that really, that really uh, resonated with. Exactly what I think, you know, already, but didn't know the logistics. Then, of course, he went into food because he worked for the USDA, and he well, he he broke down GMO foods and Monsanto and uh, the additives to foods like MSG and fluoride and how they are excitotoxins, kill our brain cells, make us dumb down on a slow uh, microdose basis. And yeah, he told me to eat raw because um, that was really the only way we could really uh, get the dense nutrients we needed 
And, you know, he told me about the hormones in the meat and how the farmers are given these packets of hormones by the government and, you know, kind of bribed into it. And eventually then it's mandatory, that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, uh, he really went deep in the food aspect, and that changed my life forever right there, just that one topic alone. But, uh, oh, of course, he went into more. He went into the CFR the Trilateral Commission, and how all of our presidents are frauds. They're selected, not elected. They are um, brought in by think tanks and, and special organizations. And and uh, that really seemed to resonate with me as well. I always kind of knew something wasn't quite right with that, but he just filled in all the blanks. I mean, the guy told me um, something that really was incredible, that he told me that uh, – they wanted Bush Jr. in the following year, and they will do something really big. He said, remember, watch, they will do something really big. And this is again in, in uh, was it 2000? Yeah, so this was in 2000. So he's telling me that, and you know, I just took it with a grain of salt. I'm like, okay, all right, so much information coming at me from all directions. Then he goes and tells me about the controlled media um, and how the media is pretty much owned by just a few big owners in the world, uh, and uh, pretty much they just repeat what message that 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 they're supposed to repeat, and that's it. And uh, that, of course, resonated uh, resonated with me as well. But then, what really like was a hard pill to swallow, I would say, is he went into the extraterrestrial bit. He took it extraterrestrial. He went into you know the fact that extraterrestrials were working for the military, and there's a whole uh, influence behind uh, of that as well, and wow, you know that was uh, kind of deep and hard for me to grasp. But uh, he had all kinds of information on that that I, some of it I've pretty much forgotten. But look, up, the good thing is the guy before I never saw him again in my life. He he uh, told me to read two books: Behold a Pale Horse and Committee of Three Hundred, and uh, well. I had never, I didn't read them at that point. Um, I meant to, but life got busy, and I went back into a life again. Got a job, yeah, yep, got a job, and moved around a little bit. And you know, life life goes on. And here it then came 2001 when I decided to actually move back in the system. I went I went over to the west coast of the U.S. and uh, yeah, we over there. Got a job, first day of work, on my way to work. And uh, on my way to work, I had visions of bombs going off. And the song I was listening to in my Walkman at the time was from the the uh, hip hop group The Coup. And uh, The Coup is uh, known for its its sort of like Marxist uh, political um, stuff that they talk about. And and so. Um, I was listening to a song called Thought About It Too. I had an early copy before the um, the actual album came out because, you know, working in the, also this whole time in the music industry doing our own shows. But anyway, um, so the funny coincidence about this is um, the cover of this Coup album has a picture of Boots, E-Rock, and Pam the Funkstress, who were the group members, uh, blowing up the World Trade Center from from a, a detonator. And uh, this was, of course, later scrutinized right after 2001. But anyway, I'm on my way to work. I'm listening to this song. I have these visions in my head of bombs going off. I don't know why. You know, it wasn't really that big of a deal to me. But uh, first day at work, 
first three hours, um, just uh, doing the job. Everybody's just acting normal. Had no idea any of this is going on. Three hours pass by. I go into the break room with the person that's training me, and I turn around. I look at the TV, and I see all the disaster, the World Trade Center, the Pentagon, all that going on right on the TV screen, and I'm just like, couldn't even believe it. And yeah, I was pretty shocked by it, but you know what? I was actually shocked by more, and I couldn't believe that I had gone through my first three hours of work, and no one said a word to me about what was going on. It, I was actually pretty upset, and I wasn't going to be too super mad at the new coworkers I just met, but I was, I was like, you know, why didn't somebody tell me this was going on? Nobody, and that just kind of shows the desensitized population. It just really kind of showed to me something about people that just. Uh, they're so stuck in their jobs. Yeah, unbelievable. So, okay, so I, I get my uh, fix on what's going on there and uh, uh, went home that night, watched the news for hours until pretty much my brain got dizzy and I was just like, enough. So I turned on the radio and uh, just randomly just turning around the dial. Um, you know, I couldn't stop listening to the information about this day. It's just like, whoa, overwhelming. I turned on the radio and I got to uh coincidentally the Jeff Rentz show. Jeff Rentz a talk show host conspiracy theories and all all the conspiratorial and um different uh aspects of extraterrestrial all kinds of things. Anyway, I was listening to him and um the the, the guest I thought was David Icke was actually uh Jim Mars. And uh uh, he he was talking about all this stuff that I was listening to. I was like, "Wow, this guy's a this guy is the same information that the guy Sherman told me, you know, a, a year earlier." I was like, "Wow, he's saying everything," and and it was unbelievable. He was talking about 9/11 as well. And then it clicked to me when Sherman told me about the big thing that Bush Jr. or what happened when Bush Jr. got in happened. It all clicked. I was like, "This is that thing." When he said he said, "Watch," and he was so right. You know, I tried to contact him, but I uh, couldn't find his number anywhere. Uh, I wanted to talk to him so bad because this was just unbelievable, you know. And and so I immediately bought David Icke's book, Children of the Matrix, because I thought that was him on the radio. Um, and so, sure, I get this book in the mail, and and I start reading it. And, yeah, it resonates with everything that w- w- was on the radio and what Sherman told me, and I got into it. But... Then I got into deeper aspects. I just wasn't quite ready for it at the time. You know, I had to put this book down. I was like, dang, this stuff is hard to swallow. It is just unbelievably, uh, it's almost just too unbelievable, you know. So I, I really had to probably put it down for, it took me over a year probably to read it. It was like little bits here and there, assimilate the information. Well, eventually, as as life goes on here, some of these things started to actually make sense, and 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 the more I thought about it, it could be quite possible, especially the reptilian part and uh, all those those things. The, those were the big things that I just couldn't quite grasp at the time, and and most people dismiss David Icke for that reason. But um, I'm going to have to say I'm going to give David Icke credit for waking me up and furnishing my perspective into what I know today and helping to know what I know today. 
it definitely he just kind of put it all together in one big package. Boom, here it is. So, you know, some people don't like David Icke. They think he's a fraud or whatever. Uh, I find him his information to be pretty genuine, and um, I, I, I can't say that I can argue even with the most skeptical information that he does put out there. Um, a lot of people, they just uh, dismiss it because they don't want to think about it. But David Icke, that book did change my life for sure. It was everything Sherman said and much more. But uh, from then on, uh, I built on the perspective with everyday life as evidence, and that's just what happened. did lots of music. I started spreading the message in it. You know, I had such a more defined um, perspective to to put out in lyrics. So I did lots of shows um, with my crew, and I think I helped turn my crew into – uh, some pretty conscious rhymers. I uh, I don't like to brag because they they were awesome rhymers, but I definitely put the subject matter a little deeper, and they seemed to follow that and grasp that. So that was an important important time for them to feed off the information that I was getting, but because they weren't going to buy all that, and it was just me and my personal experience at the time. But um, you know, some of those songs I have on my album, and uh, it's uh, from that time period. But yeah, fast forward into uh, 2003, I found the anarchist perspective. And that was a unique time in which uh, my friends and I doing music together, we we uh, sort of got into, well, they sort of got into that, which which helped me but see uh, opening of, of uh, information. And the word anarchist, right away, people... Uh, dismiss the word anarchy, and they always include it with the word chaos. And uh, let's just be upfront and clear what anarchy is. Uh, it is it is meaning no rulers, no bosses, no slaves, no slaves to anything. We are free humans. And if you look at it that way, it's a much better way of looking at it. Now, at the time, I was reading some of these books, uh, some anarchist books, and uh, it was interesting. You know, I didn't fully agree with everything. But the breaking down of civilization is a very, very important part of this perspective. Uh, I'm going to cover this a lot on the show and what civilization really is and what we're living in and whose world this really is. Is it really ours? Did we naturally come up with civilization or was it put in place for us as a prison? Well, if you look at it, it is the biggest conspiracy that there really is. and with 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 civilization it's like it's like uh well it was built from basically theft murder domination genocide exploitation of the land and the people and um every day we are lying to ourselves and that's something i'm going to get into a lot in a lot more detail but uh civilization is the biggest conspiracy of all the word conspiracy is like the word anarchy. As soon as people hear that word, they also kind of turn off. They've been trained to turn away from that word. The word conspiracy, you don't have to look at it as as this weird way out there theory. This is just something that is against us, conspiring against us. Well, the biggest conspiracy is they got us as tribal people, humans on planet Earth, living off the land, to eventually live off them and live in these 
boxes we call houses and get stuck into the world that we now live in today making money the hypnotic trance and uh, that is the biggest conspiracy of all that a lot of people are so desensitized to I feel that they won't really even look at that but I look at it I see that you know we knew tribes knew how to live on planet earth indigenous people they knew how to actually live here and I'm not saying that indigenous peoples of all races and all the t different spots on Earth were perfect. Not at all. Actually, there's a lot of tribes that, that uh, uh, definitely destroyed other tribes. Uh, I'll take my people, the Moriores of New Zealand. They were eaten by the Maoris because they had faster canoes. The Maoris uh, were um, a dominating culture. Hawaii, Hawaii here, too. Same thing. We used to have the Minihunis. And then the and they were taken over by the Tahitian settlers who killed them all, made them into slaves. But when people, the hunter-gatherer peoples of planet Earth, actually really um, lived here um, and lived on the planet, sustainable, didn't really hurt the land. Most of them, not at all, lived with nature, and that's something that they took us away into civilization. So when I say that I'm against civilization, it's that I'm against the way of life that is against the way of earth and the natural. And that's what the New World Order is. It is them playing God, them being uh, controllers over the natural, them trying to control other humans and things in, with, within. So I can, I can say that I'll spend a lot of time on this show with that one as well. But uh, let's, you know get a little bit further deep i i also learned um about uh chemtrails with cliff carnicom's movie what's it called aerosol crimes that was given to me at the same time i was taken in this anarchist perspective and that really uh finally kind of finalized that there was they were doing something besides just yeah, um, spraying this guy. What were they spraying and what was it doing? And this guy, he came up with some really amazing um, applications of what they were doing. And I'll have to say that the movie wasn't all that entertaining. Uh, not everybody I could just sit down and and ha and watch with it. You know, it put a lot to sleep. But um, I was interested, and I I got a lot out of that. So I thought I knew a lot about that. But I'm going to fast forward in time, and I'm going to fast forward to 2008. 2008 was the year that People Beyond started. People Beyond is my group. Um, I am, it's me, Loomis, and DJ Nobody. And uh, we we are now doing shows, People Beyond. And I decided to put together an album of all the songs I made between 1999 and 2008 as sort of kind of like that chunk of my life where I came into a perspective. So um, I, I made that, I recorded that album that year. Uh, and what happened is uh, when I was recording this album, uh, I was in, you know, a sweaty room. I, I made an apartment into a recording studio. I, I made it soundproof so the neighbors wouldn't hear. So I covered up all the windows in, here in Hawaii. Uh, pretty humid at times, and covering up the windows, you bet. So I worked hard. I worked my ass off. I worked uh, on rhyming this album and making it happen with limited resources, especially the instrumentals, but I, I was able to put it together. And uh, every time I got done recording, I would look at the time, 
and it would be after some point 11 after every hour. I would see 9-11. I would see 11-11. I would see all these different 11s. And to this day, that is still what I see, and that is that is uh, showing people that they are on a path. I've read a lot about it, and um, it kind of sh- it is it is a a consciousness. It's an awareness of you being on a path, and there's more to it too. There's uh, some people say it's it's like angels guiding you, and I I do believe that I do uh, fully. I I really was coming into my being at that time uh, with a new perspective that I kind of had time to iron out and ready to just release and honor the world. Well, at least so I thought. And I thought I knew quite a bit at that time. Intel, I was visiting the mainland, and I met a guy named Robert. Now, I have shared some of this information on a couple radio shows, one of them, the Bob Tuscan Show, which uh, I believe is a, is a really good show to listen to. I, I encourage anybody to listen to Bob Tuscan. He's he's a friend of mine, and he's a fellow truth speaker himself. Uh, you may enjoy his show as well. I was on a few episodes of his sharing what this guy Robert showed me. Now this is quite um, this is quite crazy because I happened to be um, with my girl at the time. And she told me, hey, there's this guy over here. I keep running into him. He he was telling me about the all this stuff you're into and the chemtrails and everything. You just got to talk with him, link up with him. It's like, okay, all right. So finally I met this guy that I'd heard a lot about, and he took me to his house, this little, little house. Um, and uh, him and his wife lived there and, and uh, sat me down and just kind of, talked a little bit of the light stuff before I just went and dropped pretty much the bomb on me. Okay. I guess I'm back. Sorry about the dead air, everyone. The dead air hopefully didn't last too long. Um, new to all this show stuff here disconnected hmm all right well here we go back into this um 2008 met robert robert told me man all this crazy stuff that was going on in the world and basically um one thing that i you know thought i knew a lot about with the aerosols being sprayed the chemtrails well he took me into levels way deeper. And how he knew all this stuff is he was the son of a scientist from the CIA originally. His wife, too, had been had family connected into what he called alphabet soup agencies. And uh, he took me deep. He took me to levels that I still probably wasn't ready for, especially with the aerosol spraying. And he went over the different aspects of what they're doing, actually. And, you know, yes, the weather control, yes, the geoengineering, and that that was all stuff that I had kind of gathered. But the mind control, the population control was a, an extreme um, thing that I, I wasn't really ready for. He showed me that they'd been spraying um these particulates and uh and show me how to get it out of your body and i'm going to share all that information on this show um you know i could go i could go deep into all this but i feel it right now i'll just uh decide to give you a little bit of just the 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 basics of what has has created my foundation 
this guy shared with me a whole lot of information. And I was friends with him for about a year. He turned me on to a, a few radio talk show hosts that I had never heard of that are more, a little more grassroots. Um, I never really got into some of the bigger hosts, uh, but he, he got me into uh, some of the people that seem to be gathering the truth and, you know, maybe not funded, so to say, or, or whatever. And so it was really it was really a good time in my life of just even further furnishing the perspective that I, I have now. And so, um, yeah. And I felt that a few years ago that music just was not enough. Music was not enough for me to express myself fully. You can only put so many lyrics in a song. You can only make so many songs about it. Um, so I decided I needed to further do some things, and and uh, what I I did is I I started to uh, put together movie nights, uh, movie nights where we could get together some people interested and and kind of share share this world and break it down. And this is something I want to make a point right now. I'm not just someone that knows another guy that knows everything and I'm just going to tell you to buy my perspective. I, I encourage you to research life yourself. But if, if anyone, you know, is going to come on and talk about the, the, how they know it all and they've done no research, I really don't want to hear about it. And that's, I'm going to say that from the beginning, you know, if you haven't done any research and you don't know much about what I'm talking about, then, you know, I encourage people to do it. And I've, I feel, I feel good in my life that I have been able to, wake a lot of people up with this information and my purpose in waking people up is not to get put fear in you that and 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 bring you down um this information is heavy it breaks down everything we hinge our life on it breaks down the system of of living and all aspects of our life so it is really heavy and um for me i really feel that a strong part of of um not being so afraid or in a denial state with this information is that I've been able to travel in the psychedelic realm, which I think is a real good, let's just say, prerequisite prerequisite for anybody who has, um, you know, not really been deep. And uh, it's a better way to grasp this information. A lot of people, they're, they're too mesmerized by the lore of the system. And, and uh, they've invested so much in it that they wouldn't dare think out. But um, when they call like a psychedelic trip a trip, we're talking about taking a trip outside the norm to see the world for what it is from the outside. And that's how you break this down. That's why we chant it down. We chant down Babylon to the fullest degree. And that's what we do here. And uh, I feel that it's it's uh, it's an important it's an important thing to do. I don't say for everybody that you should be taking psychedelics. I, I think it just depends on what you agree with in your heart. And if you feel that it's necessary, move forward with it. But otherwise, you know, um, I'm not promoting illegal substances uh, at all. These these things are natural. They are of the earth. And they are uh, been a part of humanity and tribal indigenous living uh, for for as long as we can really take back so um they're not drugs they're plants as terence mckenna says and that's exactly what it is but yeah i encourage that for those who maybe don't really get the whole thing but 
do what you will. Do your research. Find the facts out that that you want to find out. You know, we, we can all go on our own path. And with this information, again, another thing that I want to bring out is I'm not trying to um, bring you down. Some people really take it as, as, as negative, pessimistic, but it's actually realistic, and it's important. But take it as you will. But that's the thing is, I guess what I'm trying to say here is I'm here to convince you to run away from it all. Not run away from it all, but quit it all. You know, I, I don't have a lot of faith in that, but, I, you know, if we can more as a tribe of humans walk away from it, we can become, you know, what we need to be here on the earth. And whether that is realistic or not, maybe not. But at least we need to we need to take it down to the roots, and that's what this that's what this show is all about: chanting Babylon down to the, to the level it needs to go, where we're trying to bring this critique to the level that most will not take it. And uh, yeah, I think uh, it's easier to see the ignorance of society in retro, retrospect than here in the present. And so when you look back, you can go, wow. Unbelievable. Why were people thinking that way? Well, we're going to do that to this time. This time is a crazy time on planet Earth. If you don't know that, uh, you, you should learn. It's, it's pretty important now to know that, that this is, this is a, not humanity's natural state we're living in. This is, this is a very strange path that we've all taken. But then in the same sense, we all chose to be here. We were selected to be here by our higher power. Um, call it God, if you will, the, the higher force, the spirit of the universe, the, the, you know, what, what it works for you. We were selected to be here, whether you like it or not. Sometimes I don't like it either. And, uh, but that's why I do this show, too. It is a platform. It is a platform for people that, that want to, um, you know, join in this perspective. And I, I know that this show, I'm sure that people listening from all over the place are, you know, it, it could be a variety of folks and different perspectives. Um, but, you know, I hope to be there for you. I'm, I'm your friend as long as, you know, I'm not here to argue with people on this show. And this show, this show is not going to be a news show. There's a lot of news shows. You can listen to so much news. I don't even watch TV. I turned that thing off a long time ago. I don't listen to the media. Sure, if something big happens, um, we will go over it here on this radio show. But I'll bring in the right guests for that, too. Um, as far as the uh, chemtrail issue is concerned, I'm going to bring on my friend Michael Murphy, uh, the creator of What in the World Are They Spraying and Why in the World Are They Spraying. Those are very important movies to check out. Uh, another movie that you might want to see on the same topic, it's really long, but it's called Don't Talk About the Weather. That might be even the better prerequisite before watching Michael's movies, but they're all really important, and um, I focus a lot on this issue because I really feel that this issue is so right in your face, and once you start to know, you really start to realize this is not, this is not some conspiracy theory. Just watch it right above your head. We live here in the Hawaiian Islands, and it's harder to get people to see them because they spray offshore, but they're here. And they're messing with our weather and uh, our brains, our minds. You know, I'd really like to see what this world would be like if we had never gone through this. What would we be thinking? Well, you know, what would we be thinking? But you know, that's 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 what this show's going to be about. We're gonna we're gonna take it down to 
to the roots. I'm going to have on some great guests. And, and uh, those of you out there that like what I'm talking about, you're going to like what these guests are all about. And some, some very important guests, too. But I feel that at this point here in the radio show, I felt that uh, if I was up for it, I would share with you a little bit of freestyles. Um, that is something that's been a part of my life for a long time. And freestyling to me, if you don't know what freestyling is, I would assume most people do that listen to hip-hop, but I feel like there's a variety of people listening. But if you don't know what freestyling is, it is improv, straight improv. And my definition of it is no preconceived anything, just going straight off the top of the head and not looking back. Sometimes it goes flop. Sometimes we don't really, you know, say the right things, but that's all right. That's freestyle, and uh, we do what we can. And um, I've always been a, um, um, an, I've always looked up to Bruce Lee, the martial artist, as one of my mentors here in life. Bruce Lee, um, how he approached martial arts is how I approach hip hop. Um, have no having no style, you know, having the style without a style, the form without a form, and go wherever it goes. So it's kind of like water, as he would say. You be like water. Well, I just kind of go where it goes, through the cracks and wherever. And I think it's important. Um, you know, freestyling is the weakest link in my chain as far as music goes. I've I, uh, been doing music recording and full-on songs that um, have a lot more meaning because freestyling, sometimes you can't control it too well. But with uh you know, songs. I focus most of my time on making songs and doing stage shows. So for the people that, uh, you know, are just straight up into freestyling, that's great. But for me, I have limited time in my life, work a full-time job, all kinds of commitments. So um, this works good once in a while I do freestyle. But without any further ado, let's see if we can put on a beat and I can give a little bit of uh, dispersal from the head. Well, that... All right. All right. I don't know what's going on. Radio show is new to Loomis. Maybe, possibly, nothing's coming through. I really don't know. Technology is not usually my friend. But, uh, uh, well, I really don't know. I promised on um, give me a little bit of freestyle, and I will. I uh, don't know if this beat's playing or not. Cannot hear any audio. Very difficult. But let me try uh, with something on, on this side and see what happens. And, uh... Maybe uh, this will work after all. We'll see what happens here. A 
it's time to freestyle, get into an explosion. I just kind of go through from the Pacific Ocean to be specific. I'm terrific, but I'll be flipping and ripping freestyle. Just kind of just getting on the edges and the ridges and the parts of the mountains as I'm coming out like a fountain. I'm spouting. I'm just like, no, nothing in particular. Just ripping here. Just telling you how we're living here. Are you living where you like to be? Do you like to see? Do you lighten things? Do you want me to lighten things up and talk about whatever? I talk about the corrupt and how we've been swept under the rug, but it doesn't really matter. People have been drugged, but people don't like us, so I piss it up like a bladder and give you the lip chatter. Yes, I'm just talking about being flexible, and with the words that I say, I'm just stretching the flow. I'm acrobatic, apophatic. When I look at the baddest, look at the different layers like a cabbage, because they could be controlling us like uh, black and magic. Yes, I'm rabbit. Yes, I got a habit of rapping. I'll be slapping together rhythms as I just get into different rhythms, and I'm just getting into the whims of the flow, swimming the flow, giving the flow, just giving the never dull, doing this full of surprises as I rise it's like yeast, rise like yeast out of the beast. You know we don't want to be spreading like a disease. Yes, we just need to be autodidacts and try to dissect the information and don't be mindless. Don't be in the mind trap. You know you just, you're going to be listening to the mantra. Listen to the thing that's within you, within you. I try to transcend you, flows, and I just give you a little bit of distributing of the words that I be saying and playing. I'm making this up as I go, making this flow, making it like Play-Doh or clay so I can mold it in my hands and I just try to advance and that you can do the dance with the system, the system gives you the wisdom, you're distant from the way that we've been living for the, of the people, of the tribes and the indigenous, can you figure this, can you get into this, if you can't get into this, I'm just going to be part of the infinite and just do whatever I can with the intricate freestyle that I got, kind of lost, kind of lost the topic, what is the topic, I just talk sick I just walk with the, a little bit of a twitch and a little bit of this and that and give you a little bit of it together because we just need to do whatever it is, go back to the tree certain vastness, we just do some think, work and action Yes, I think we don't need knee-jerk reaction to all this. We need to think about it. I think about it, write and ink about it, but not right now because I'm just finding the route out of it. Don't you see where people be on? This is the frequency we're on. We're frequently on. The people that respond to the message that we're going, we're leaping the pond, leaping the puddles. Like, we give up over the struggle. The struggle releases when I put together the puzzle pieces, and you can see the whole thesis, so you can sew it, whatever I'm saying, as, just, as a pattern, just giving your whole picture. You can get in the mixture. You can not be a fixture. Don't just I'm not a statue looking at you. I got you. I just put you in a position where you can't get back and fight to. But I just be and try to be more in two and more in tune, more in one, more in one, doing this for fun, just going wherever I go, doing this since I was young. All right. Well, whatever that was, hopefully you heard it. If you didn't, I don't know. That is just a little bit of stuff off the top of the head, straightly, straight made up, just going with the flow of the, the rhythm, sometimes going off beat, on beat, whatever, but that's just how freestyle goes. And I'll be sharing more of that with you and more lyricists and people of importance in that realm as well, too. This show is going to be, um, uh, maybe I'll even have an artist of the week. I'm going to try to bring on all kinds of good guests, and uh, you may be surprised who I can get on this show. So I think everybody out there... You'll be uh, pleased with this. Um, you know, this is a, a, sh- a non-profit show. I'm actually paying money to make this show. And uh, so, but I feel that, that I was brought forth as a messenger, and um, I'm here to give this message to the world. Um, whatever this message exactly is, just kind of getting it out. This is my outlet as well and a platform for me to just kind of let loose. And so, yeah, um, 
I'm proud to do this. I'm happy to be able to uh, do this, and yes, I chant down technology a lot, uh, but this is one way for me to get a message across to the world. So that's how I do it. And so if you do want to support me, I'm, I'm not asking for money, but if you want to support the movement, I, I'm a movement of one. Um, I do have CDs for sale. Uh, I, I have my CD, Waking the Systemites, and it is for sale for $11. And you can uh, go to stayrootsmusic at gmail.com. Give me an email, and, yeah, I, I will sell it to you. Uh, that's supporting me, the artist. It's also supporting the show so I can keep on going and, and do what I can. Um, I think everybody has a position and a niche in this world that they can do what they can from or the position with that they're in they can do something and and that's that's really important so uh, this is what I'm doing I find that it, the more I get vocal the more more things seem to work good for me and uh, I, I uh, continue to uh, do my movie screenings and I'm, I'm here to make life happen for for everybody around me too so if you can support I, I really appreciate it uh, I've been a broke artist basically my whole life you know, living for my heart instead of living for what other people want me to take as their part in life. This is an art, sharp like a dart, go to the target. So that's what we do. That's how we do. And um, chatting down Babylon is what we do, and that's what we talk about on this show. We we totally chant down the system. And if you don't like that, if it if it brings up things within you, don't listen then. You know, I'm, I'm here for the people that want to listen uh, I, I hope that some people can take this information and use it for their benefit. I'm not here to bring gloom and doom. I'm just here to look at the world right now and, and showing people, you know, that we're kind of like in the 99th hour. And we've been there for a while. And I think even people get desensitized by that, too. But, yeah, you know, things cannot stay this way forever. And uh, I think it's better to prepare your mind now. I think it's pre better to to prepare yourself for what can come in the world and and as you know the world is pretty crazy we're actually desensitized by all these different things going on in the media and no doubt most of them are uh, are uh, you know false flag operations a lot of them are or or the media you know totally exaggerates you know they do what they're told they they do what they told they're they're puppets and and the presidents are puppets you know they're they're puppeticians they're not politicians these people are are working for people and they they're just they're just spokespeople for the for the new world order and they're doing exactly what they they're supposed to be doing or if they don't JFK great example um you know a lot of people that have been taken out that way and you know we're not we're we're here to I'm I'm here to just shed light on the world that you know we should just forget about all these people I'm not here to go over all this information um about you know the logistics of this you can find that on the many shows I think more here we're going to take it sort of to the next level if, there, if it's possible, the level that I don't even know. And so this show will flow kind of like the freestyles that I do, uh, just kind of go wherever it goes. And that's just the way that it is. Um, that's the way it's going to be. So, yes, this is uh, this show, if, you, if you're going to be listening to it on archive, just, uh, I guess, fast forward to the dead air. I think this thing will be going on to iTunes and other ways 
other streams you can download from and I hope and I hope to hear back from you guys. I hope to hear from all of you listening. I don't know who is listening. If anyone's listening, I don't even know if this this transmitted to any anywhere. But hey, it's the first attempt episode 1 of Chan It Down Radio and it's it's coming to you live here from the Hawaiian Islands. And that's the another perspective we'll be bringing out in this show too. We're going to be going over um, life from here, life from Hawaii. Hawaii is a very unique place here on planet Earth. It is. It is uh, the center of the Pacific Ocean here in the middle of really nowhere. We're 2,400 miles away from any continent or islands. And we're here in this isolated little uh, – we are the most isolated islands in the world, island chain. And we're here on these tops of volcanoes. So anyway, chant down Babylon. Aloha, everyone, and I'll talk to you when I talk to you.